You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CSP, right here for the Locked On LSU Podcast. TJ Finley has set a transfer destination decision date. Talk some LSU baseball with former Tiger Ronnie Rance of the SEC Network. Start, though, with a chat we had with LSU basketball coach Will Wade, a big weekend five-star Efton Reed committed. Story came out of Pittsburgh that Reed actually told Pittsburgh head coach Jeff Capel last Friday that he was going to sign with the Panthers. Sunday comes around, and it's LSU. So I asked Will Wade when he found out for sure that Reed was coming. Um, well, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting couple of days. Uh, he told me for sure uh, he was coming on Sunday, uh, Sunday midday. Um, but, you know, we felt very good going into the announcement on Friday as well. So, I mean, it was, it was, um, you know, it was, it was a little bit, uh, a little bit different. He needed to work through uh, some things and uh, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting, but ultimately, uh, ultimately he, uh, um, you know, he uh, he ended up where he needed to be. He ended up home here at LSU. So he's obviously he was at IMG, but he's from Richmond. Of course, everybody knows you were at VCU, which is in Richmond. Did you all have any ties together that made any sort of connect the dots throughout the recruitment process? Well, I mean, I've known him since he was young. Mm. Um, so he was he was really young when he was in Richmond. His high school coach in Richmond was a women's basketball assistant at LSU when I was there as an assistant, and we were. We were uh, we were pretty close. I've known him for a long, long time, um, and so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, he he had been around VCU when I, you know, when when he was younger and, and that sort of thing, and everybody everybody knew who he uh, everybody knew who he was, so that made it natural. But but Kevin Nickelberry, my assistant, he did he did a lion's share of the work. Now he he he, um, you know, I, I I talked to the kid quite a bit, but 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 Nick dealt with you know, uh, the mother and, and, and everybody else and, and, and the kid and his brother, Alex, um, and, and, and all of that. So, um, you know, it was a, it was a team, uh, it was a team effort when he was down at IMG, he was with Brandon Murray, who was committed to us at the time. So that was, that was, that was helpful, but, uh, it was really a team effort. And we have a lot of ties in that mid Atlantic, uh, area, the Richmond, uh, you know, the Richmond, uh, the Richmond area. We know a lot of the basketball people there. And so they, they certainly, uh, they were certainly able to, to, to help us a little bit as well. As a prospect. So last year you w- went on record and said, Cam Thomas is going to be one of the leading scorers in the country. And you were very quick to point out, not just among freshmen, among the whole country. And he finished the nation fourth at 22.6 points per game. Do you have any, yeah. bold, do you have any bold projections? Oh, 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 oh. He doesn't get nearly enough credit. You guys understand that in his average is that Ole Miss game where he got hurt and played about two and a half minutes. Great point. So he we'll, scored, we'll, I think, two points. He may not have scored. The, he'd have averaged another point, point and a half a game if you don't, if you, if you, if you, if you can say for that Mississippi game at Ole Miss. Man, that's a sore spot, huh? Oh, I'm not happy about that. But yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> I, but you're, but you're absolutely right. Um, so any bold predictions for Efton Reed? <laughs> no, I mean I think I made those after I'd worked with Cam and practice for a little bit. But okay. no, I mean Efton is he's everything you want. I mean, he's one, he's a he's got a tremendous basketball mind. 
Uh, he's a high-level intellectual uh, thinker and, and, and just really processes stuff and is very, very analytical with everything. He's got tremendous skill. He's as good a scorer as we've ever had here around the basket, around the rim. We've got to get his base, and we've got to, we've got to do some strength and conditioning stuff with him when he gets here, and, and we, we went through that plan in detail with him, and he understands that. But he's very, very skilled around the basket. He's got great touch, right and left hand. He's got great footwork. Um, and, you know, he's, he, he's able to play on the perimeter. He's got some of the same stuff Trendon has uh, on the perimeter and can make plays from the perimeter and can do some things on the perimeter. So we, we haven't really had anybody uh, like him. He's seven one. He can move. He can switch. You know, he can he can really he can really do a lot of things. So very, very excited to get him here and, 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 and get to work in a couple of weeks. I know you you're to yourself head down work do you know how excited people are around here about this roster no i mean we just look i'm <laughs> i'm sure i'll hear about it at the baseball i'm going to the baseball game here at five o'clock so I'll, I'll see <laughs> oh you'll some, hear about it I'm sure i'm sure i'll see some folks there we got we got to win some of these games here down the stretch big one with tech today so yeah. we gotta get this one but um no i mean look i, I, I pretty much go to the office and go home and I go out to lunch every once in a while and I go with our staff. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a ton of, uh, I don't have a ton of interaction. I'm not on social media. I'm not on any of that stuff, but um, you know, our, our staff, we've done a good job reconstructing this thing. It's like putting a puzzle together. We've got, we've got very, very, you know, good pieces. And um, I'm actually getting ready to meet right now with coach golden and go through some of our, our summer programming and some of our team building stuff and just everything that it's going to take to bring this, bring this group together. I got a couple of more for you. I did want to ask about Adam Miller. Um, 31 games started, played, uh, averages eight a game. But I mean, he had, he had a 28-point game. He was in double figures 13 times. You obviously got to replace your top four scorers. Is is he someone that you're going to count on for offense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's he's as good an offensive scorer and as talented an offensive scorer and playmaker as there was in the portal, in my opinion. He's he's unbelievably unselfish. He's got great leadership. He's an extremely hard worker. Um, you know, he's just, he's just got all of the, all of the tools to, to, to do everything that you, that, that you need um, scoring wise and facilitating wise. He can play with the ball in his hands. Everybody now wants to be a combo guard. Like he's a true old school combo guard he can play the two he can play the one he can go back and forth I mean, he can really do a lot of things he's working on his his shot arc and his shot trajectory he spent a lot of time on that uh back home I actually talked to him in between workouts today before I got on the phone with you he's getting ready to go do another workout and he was talking about how he shot it and, and, and how it's feeling better but I mean, he had 52 threes he led the big 10 and made threes as a freshman and he was part of a winning team he had to sacrifice a lot for them to win coach Underwood's a great coach. He's got some physicality defensively can help rebounding. So, I mean, he was, you know, he, he was a huge, 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 uh, priority for us. I got two more things. You can do them quickly. Cause I'm, I'm sure you got to bounce, but do you have an update on, on dairy stays? No, I mean, I was texting with him today. Uh, you know, I, I check in with all those guys every day. Javante got to his training, um, uh, in Memphis today. Uh, Trendon had a great first week last week out in California. Uh, Cam's had a great, great week and a half. He's out in cut there. Trendon and Cam are actually in LA, uh, close to each other in LA. And so I check up and text with those guys every, every, uh, every day or every other day, just to make sure they're doing well and, and follow up on them. And days is certainly, 
you know, going through the process and getting things, you know, getting things, uh, figured out and, and lining up some workouts. He's got, you know, I think four or five workouts set up with some teams and getting all that, getting all that lined up and getting all that, getting all that straight. And he's going to take that feedback and, you know, make the best decision for him. Okay. Um, with the recruiting dead period about to be lifted, you're finally going to be able to recruit in person again. I'm curious if you have any stories from this last year recruiting guys without ever being able to actually meet them. No, it's odd. I mean, you know, I, I talk to Alex Fudge two or three times a day, every day on FaceTime, probably six months. And first time I met him or his parents when they showed up on campus. Crazy. Um, so I mean, it makes it, I mean, I, I've never met Brandon Murray or his parents in person. Um, and they'll be on campus here in a couple weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I've met the Colberts cause they came before the, the period and we'd been over into the high school, um, a bunch, but I mean, look, I mean, Adam Miller and his parents, I've never met them. Xavier Penson. I've never met him. Tari Eason. I've never met him and his mom. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I've never met Efton Reed or, or Maria. I've never met he, either one of them since he was really young. When we, I mean, I hadn't seen him in five years. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, it's it, it, it's a little bit different. I like to, you know, get in front of people, sit down in front of people, talk to people. Uh, it's been different, but, uh, you know, we've we found our way through it. And, and uh, you know, my staff and a lot of our administrative guys, they've done just an incredible job with the Zooms and getting everything set up for the Zooms and, getting all that on point, that stuff is not easy. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of stuff to tie together. And those guys have done a, a phenomenal, phenomenal job with it. It's a total total team effort. We're brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Check them out online where they've been for 20 years, family-owned and operated online at rockauto.com. For two decades, if you're the classic or the daily driver, everything you need in a few clicks, they're delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog, it's unique, and it's remarkably easy to navigate. So you can see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the brands, the specifications, even the prices that you prefer. Even if you need something like carpet or motor oil or windshield wipers or a fuel pump or carburetor, they've got it at rockauto.com, delivered right to your door. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. When you get to checkout, be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Baseball Tigers got a win on Tuesday night against Louisiana Tech, and they're gearing up for this weekend series against Alabama. Former LSU pitcher Ronnie Rance was on the call for the midweek game against Louisiana Tech for the Tigers, and I asked him some of his takeaways from that win, and we also talked a little pitching and LSU's postseason possibilities. 
Well, I thought Paul Maneri clearly, uh, Matt, had the red ass early on in the game <laughs> because he pulled three starters in the yeah. first inning, uh, and which is, you know, we had never seen him do that. And I think he sent in a message to his team that, hey, you got to get in line. He yanked the Giacomo, yanked Thompson, and, and yanked uh, Wyatt to start and catcher. And obviously it had a positive impact, right? It got the attention of the of the team. Uh, Arnold had one of his best games as a Tiger offensively. Uh, even Sanford had a hit. You know, uh, Doty had a moment late. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was it was a good move by him. So walk me through that though, Ronnie, because the game started at five. Obviously, I was still on the air. Um, Musso told me that Wyeth had a pass ball. What happened with, with Thompson and with Gio? Why did Paul pull those guys? So Thompson booted a couple balls. Um, he he. Uh, he had a routine ground ball that could have been a double play. He bobbled it. They got one, but not two. And then when uh, ground ball hit the second, uh, he goes over to, to, to turn two and he just drops the ball, like just straight drops it mm-hmm. on the feet. And then uh, Giacomo had two plays that were a little shaky. One, he got a bad jump on and, uh, and, and let the ball fall, didn't really dive. And then the other, he threw the wrong base. The wrong base throw didn't affect anything, um, but, uh, you know, but it was the wrong throw. And I think Coach. Coach, you know, probably had a message to his team before the game that we got to get in line, and uh, he, he sent the message home after the first inning. Ronnie Rance is our guest. He was on the call last night for LSU Louisiana Tech. Uh, big picture with the win. I mean, I you know I joke a lot about the midweek stuff and have some fun with it. <laughs> right. uh, but neither here nor there. I looked at Baseball America's regional projections, and LSU is not – they're not in – they're not among the first four out. They're the last among the next four out. So basically, there's set there's seven teams ahead of LSU right now in those Baseball America regional projections. When you look at the final two weekends, what's your your target? Thirteen wins is the is the number you got to have in order to have a a chance. And I think that you know traditionally since 1999, you win thirteen games, you have a 36 percent chance of getting into the NCAA tournament. That's what the, the stats say, according to the SEC in the last 22 years. I think this is the year, though, that they get in because the league's so good, their schedule's so good. You got some COVID issues where teams didn't necessarily play 56 games around the country. And so I think this is the year they get in. Remember, Florida got in in 19 when they had 13 wins and lost mm-hmm. their first game of the SEC tournament. So um, that's the target. 14, they're a lock. 13, I think they got a better than 50% chance, in my opinion. So last night's win, although it helps a little, it was a bigger game for Louisiana Tech because they're a team that's trying to host a regional, and I think that loss uh, was devastating to their chances. Do you think, uh, how do you think LSU shapes up against Alabama this weekend? Well, you know, this is a better Alabama team than we thought they would have. I mean, I think, I don't see, I don't have the, the feeling that LSU is going to sweep anybody in my opinion. Um, so, but can they win two out of three in the next two weeks? Absolutely. I think they can do that. I think they're, you know, they've shown that out of the three starters, they're probably going to get two good quality starts out of somebody, whatever the combination is. Um, and so I think that's going to be the case. And I think their best chance to win two out of three is this weekend. Unfortunately for LSU, A&M, the final weekend series over there, uh, we we felt pretty good about it. they're starting to all of a sudden play well and really swing it. And there's some talk that that could be uh, Rob Childress's last series there as well. So there could mm-hmm. be somewhat of a sort of win one for the Gipper. Um, do you think they make it to regional play? <sighs> Whew, man, um, I think they do get to 13 wins. I do. I, I think they get to 13 wins. And I 
And and based on that, I'm going to say, yeah, they get in. Um, I think if they get 13 wins and they go win the Tuesday game in Hoover, they're they're in. Yeah. Um, I think they go over there and lose the Tuesday game. Boy, you better you better flip a coin. You know, I think it's one of those deals, and you got to start looking around the country and seeing what else is going on. But I I do think they get in. I do think they win. They go uh, four and two in their last their last six. Although, whoo boy, it's going to be tight. Do you think um, Mikhail Hilliard can can keep it up? I do. I mean, I, as long as you don't. I mean, let, let's not push him to go seven eight per se every time. But can Mikhail Hilliard give me five five innings and two runs? Absolutely, I, I would bet on that based on what we're seeing. His velocity's up a little bit more, yeah. than, and he's and he's all of a sudden he's figured out that cutter a little more without having to lose a ton of velocity. So we've seen the 88 to 90 fastball and then that cutter be 86, 87. Um, and that's that's the difference maker. And all of a sudden, the curveball's got a little more bite. It was always big, but it's got a little more snap dragon to it right now. And he's pitching with a lot of confidence. This guy thinks he's going to get drafted. I mean, I've, you know, I've talked to him. I mean, he thinks he's going to get drafted. And so he's pitching like a guy that's, that wants to get drafted that's fighting for something. You know, Ronnie, that actually doesn't shock me because when you have – one plus pitch like he has with that breaking ball. I mean, we've talked about it since he was at Central. The spin rate is like a major mm-hmm. league spin rate, right? Like, you can be a situational reliever in pro ball. I mean, Mariano right. Rivera had one pitch. I mean, the guy, right. the guy made a living on what? He's on the, he's the first unanimous Hall of Famer ever. He threw one pitch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can do it at the next level, but. Being a starter at this level, throwing one pitch that he hasn't commanded, like I'm blown away that he's had this renaissance as a senior. I'm pumped for him. But, man, I, are you as surprised as I am yeah. that, that he's had yeah. this kind of renaissance? I, I really thought he was done uh, early in the year when he gave up like the five, six runs yeah. in one inning and, and all that when Hill came out and he just threw gasoline on the fire. And he hadn't, you know, I, I just thought, that, but, but at the time I thought LSU had enough other pitching to where he just wouldn't get many chances. Yeah. But what happened to him was he got in the, you know, he didn't throw well out the gate, but then all, nobody else did either. And so he, Paul Maneri kept trying people. And then finally he caught a little consistency where LSU really didn't have any. So, uh, you know, fortunate for him, it worked out and I'm glad for him. He's a great kid yeah. and everything. And, and um, it's a good story uh, that he's, he's brought it back. Absolutely, man. A local kid, senior year, getting a chance here toward the end, hopefully to push LSU into a regional. I mean, that, it would be a phenomenal he's, he's borderline. I talked to a scout. He's borderline for getting drafted. I mean, this is a tough year for anybody to get drafted because you have a log jam of talent. You only had five rounds last year. You only got 20 rounds this year. So you got so many players that are good. Look, I, I did a UL, uh, University of Northern Alabama series over the weekend, three games. The Raging Cajuns probably had one guy that didn't throw 90-plus. Mm. Like They threw like nine guys this weekend, and eight of them threw 90-plus. I mean, everybody throws harder than, than, than Mikhail Hilliard. Now, they don't have the breaking ball. They don't have the cutter like him, but everybody throws harder than him, so it's a tough draft this year. Yeah. Thanks again to Will Wade and to Ronnie Rance. We are brought to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. UFC 262 this weekend, NBA playoffs right around the bend as those matchups start to get set. MLB in full swing right now. NHL headed toward the playoffs. We've also got NFL futures odds out with the schedule now released. You want to bet on all of them? Get to betonline.ag. You want to bet today on the season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys on that Thursday night, September the 9th? You can do it at betonline.ag. 
betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, desktop or mobile device. Remember, when you sign up, it's free to sign up. And when you sign up and make your first deposit of funds, use the code Locked On. One word, Locked On, and they'll give you a fifty percent welcome bonus. That's five zero, a fifty percent welcome bonus. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Congrats to future LSU Tiger Walker Howard, who has been named the Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year for the 2020 football season. Of course, Howard is the son of former LSU quarterback Jamie Howard, number one player in the state of Louisiana, five-star quarterback out of St. Thomas More, entering his senior season. Uh, great season for Walker Howard uh, at St. Thomas More. Um, after the Elite 11 camp earlier this spring in Houston, he had uh, top performer honors from 247 Sports. He's in the Elite 11 Finals. Um, it's uh, There's a lot of reason that people are excited about Walker Howard, a, a five-star from the state of Louisiana for the class of 2022 who could be an immediate impact guy or a guy that holds the reins at LSU for two or three seasons and another honor for Walker Howard as the uh, Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year for 2020, the 2020 season. Um, now, former LSU quarterback T.J. Finley gave an interview with Keith Niebuhr of Auburn Undercover and says he wants to wrap up his transfer process in probably two weeks. So if you look at the calendar here, as we are in the middle of March, or excuse me, the middle of May, uh, two weeks would make sense that it would be around the 1st of June. And we've talked about it a little bit, and T.J. was here with us last week, that T.J. Finley is very much eyeing a transfer within the SEC and is waiting on that waiver process whereby uh, intra-conference transfers are deemed immediately eligible without needing a waiver from the league office. So if that comes, then there's an opportunity for Finley to play immediately in the SEC. Now, what's interesting about Auburn, of course, is that Bo Nix is the incumbent, and he's been a two-year starter. But Finley, in this interview with Auburn Undercover, said that, and I'll read you the quote directly, quote, there is an opportunity there. A lot of people in the organization there, since the new staff got there, believe I can come in and compete for the starting job. It ain't like me going there to be a backup, end quote. So it's pretty clear that T.J. Finley, if he goes to Auburn or wherever he goes, he's looking to be a starter. We've talked about some other places that have expressed interest, like Ole Miss, for example. Well, Matt Corral is the starter there, but theoretically, Finley could be a backup and then be the starter in 2022 after Corral leaves. That doesn't appear to be something that Finley is interested in. So look at a place like Arkansas, where Felipe Franks graduated. Look at a place maybe like Tennessee, where they are very much unsettled at quarterback. Places where they lose an incumbent starter and the job is wide open, that would make a lot more sense for T.J. Finley. So we'll know within a couple of weeks. Certainly sounds like it's going to be somewhere in the SEC and very likely that LSU will run up against its former quarterback again at some point. When that happens, we'll certainly share the news with you here on the Locked on LSU podcast. Our Thursday show here brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And remember, Locked on Today podcast. Will Dallas start 0-2? That's the question of the day on the Locked on Today podcast. Check it out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Locked on LSU and 
the Locked On Today podcast. Tomorrow, we will preview the LSU-Alabama weekend series. Until then, Locked On LSU, your team every day.